You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Jesus, we bless your name. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, with the movement to this place, uh, moving equipment up and down, up and down, it puts a strain on them. And uh, so that's, that's what is happening. But we're trusting God. We're in transition. Amen. So God is setting us up for something explosive. That I'm aware of. So we thank God in all things. So I want to, I want to share a few thoughts with you. Um, because one of the things that if you look at the Bible... The Bible has a lot to say about fruitfulness. It has a lot to say about prayer. And there are different types of prayer. And not only types, there are levels. There are levels of prayer. So one of the things that Pastor Grace did last week was to share with us uh, a particular type of prayer. And then there's another, it's, a, it's another level of prayer. All right? Um, where you're grown in the spirit. Now, it's something that has, it's not a new revelation, it's not a new concept because it's from the Bible. Amen? Amen. It's from the Bible. And it's like, um, in the things of the spirit, there are always levels in the things of the spirit. Even in worship, there are levels in worship. Okay, there are levels in worship. And most Christians don't press in further. They don't go beyond the superficial. They don't go beyond. Um, they don't go beyond uh, ankle deep. If you read the book of Ezekiel chapter, uh, chapter 47, where it talks about the river. Now, Ezekiel talks about the river, and he talks about how uh, he entered the river. It was at first ankle deep, then knee deep, then he got to his waist, and then later on, he had to swim in it. And that river is symbolic of the things of the Spirit. So everything of the Spirit has levels, depths. Okay, so that's why a lot of times we, 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 um, we emphasize the need for you to spend time praying in the Spirit, for example. When you pray in the Spirit, when you spend time praying in the Spirit, you can go further in the things of God. Actually, this, uh, speaking in tongues is a doorway to the supernatural. And it also opens other dimensions to you. So not only does it, is it a doorway into the supernatural, it is a doorway into other levels. It is also a doorway into the gifts of the Spirit. It's a doorway into many things of God. It's a doorway into mysteries, for instance. Because when you speak in a tongue, you're speaking mysteries. Somebody say mysteries. Okay, mysteries means secrets, divine secrets. 
There are things you will learn by reading, and there are things you can never learn by reading. So reading can take you so far because you can only read what has been written. How many people know that? Or you, maybe you have some supernatural ability to read what has not been written. Just come lay hands on us. All right. So if, if it has been written, that means somebody knows it. Am I correct? That means somebody knows it. So if, if all your walk with God is it's only based on what has been written, um, you, 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 you're always behind. Now, I'm not, don't, don't misunderstand me. There's, there's value in what has been written. And you ought to read. And you know, I encourage you to read, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm an avid reader, so I love to read. And reading is good. It's biblical to read. Otherwise, God would not have given us a book called the Bible. <laughs> All right? So reading is good, but you cannot, your Christian life, it, it, there is a place for reading, but there is a place where certain things come, not by reading, but by impartation. There are things you learn, but there are things you catch. Are you getting me? Yeah. It's... Okay, yeah, these things. Yeah, I feel more like myself now. <laughs> yes. So there are things, there are things that, things of the Spirit, not everything is, not everything comes by just A, B, C, letters that you read. Some things come like that. But how many people know it takes a while to finish reading a book? Yes? Yeah. But when you meet the Holy Spirit, for example, it just takes one encounter and certain things, boof, volumes. So certain things can be caught. Can only be caught. Certain things can be taught. For example, is there anyone here that was taught how to speak in tongues? You were taught. Um, just say this after me. Male aka deke oske melimbradite is kotepis kinemenostaha elambradike toste. Can you repeat after me? You were not taught. You were not taught. Do you understand? But you caught it, right? Yeah. So there are things of God that you, 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 you don't have to be taught. You catch it in the place of relationship. In the place of relationship. In the place of intimacy. That's why I said that fruitfulness is a product of intimacy. It's a product of intimacy. If we're going to be more fruitful, we have to be intimate. Intimate with the Lord. We have to be intimate with the Lord. And we have to be faithful. 
now relationship with him. Okay? And so, it's like any other relationship. If you are not faithful, that thing is not sustainable. How many people love to relate with unfaithful people? Come on, let me see. You just, you just, I mean, you, your love is so unconditional. It doesn't matter how unfaithful the person is. You just, you just keep going for it. At some point, you'll be tired. Am I correct? Yeah. So, uh, in, our, in, our, in our walk with God, understand that there are things that you can be taught, but there are things that are only caught. And the things that are only caught, there's nobody that can teach you. So, some people have so much spiritual pride that they cannot be taught anything. Because they feel they can, they, just, they can just get it in the secret place. So, God has done it in such a way that you can't get everything just by impartation. And you cannot get everything by learning. So, you need, you need them all. There are things you can learn on your own, but there are things you have to be taught. You cannot disciple yourself, for example. Okay? You have to be discipled. You cannot... How many people disciple themselves? You just... I mean... Come on, you just... (laughs) It doesn't work like that. Okay? So, um, you... So God has made it such that you don't, you, don't get, um, you don't get all just from doing one thing. So even though you are an expert at one, you need to be open because there is another dimension that is coming from the other side. That God has made available, but you would have to be open to it. Otherwise, you can't receive it. And so that's why sometimes we are unfruitful. Because we won't open ourselves to receive from sources that we are not impressed with. Interesting, right? It's a spiritual principle. So, you, you need to, there are some aspects of fruitfulness that require groaning. Yeah. There are aspects of fruitfulness that require groaning. You need to groan if you want to grow. Come on. How many people want to grow? Yeah, you want to grow, right? Learn to groan. Because there's an aspect of of this, an aspect of growth that will only come after you've grown. Let's look at uh, Galatians chapter, chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4, and I want us to read verse, um, verse 19. It says, My little children, for whom I labor in birth again, Until Christ is formed in you. 
who is talking? Is it a, is it a female talking? Huh? Who is talking? To who? It's, it's Paul to the churches in Galatia. Galatia is a region in Asia Minor. Okay? Galatia is not a city. It's a region. So the, the, the letter to Galatians is written to several churches in that area. It's like saying, writing a letter to the churches in southern Africa. Okay? But he, he's saying, he calls them my little children. For whom I labor in birth again. Now, how many people can start something for the first time and use again? When you, when you see again, what does that imply? It's been done before. All right? So, he, when he says, I labor in birth again for you, that uh, until Christ is fully formed in you, right? It means that before they got saved, he labored. Before they got saved, he labored in birth. So our evangelism needs to be preceded by some labor in the spirit. And the word labor here is interesting because the biological word is the same word that is used of a woman that is in travail and about to give birth. So when a woman is in labor, she's carrying a baby in her womb and she has come to full term. It's time for delivery and uh, labor as far as I'm aware. I, I mean, I've not experienced it biologically. <laughs> I've experienced it by proxy. <laughs> and I've experienced it spiritually. Huh? But it's, it's, it's not a pleasant experience. Huh? It's not something that, you know, you go to say, hey, guys, okay, you're doing a selfie, you know? <laughs> no, 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 I, I don't know. Dog, does that happen? You, he hasn't experienced it. <laughs> All these years, you mean you haven't found anyone... Taking a selfie and posting it on Instagram? No, huh? No, that's not the time for hashtag, you know, <laughs> labor. <laughs> no, that's not the time for that. Huh? Yeah. So, going through labor is like going through the valley of the shadow of death. It's like going through the valley of the shadow of death and coming out. So sometimes the things of the Spirit also require groaning. So I labor in birth. I think it's the King James that said I travail. It uses the word travail there. So in other words, we, sometimes it's not so much of the activities we do, but it's... It's about what precedes the activity. Are you, are you getting me? 
All right, look at it, King James. My little children of whom I travail in birth again. <laughs> you see? He travailed in birth. It's like the woman that is in labor. So in other words, it means that Paul didn't just go to plant the churches. He didn't just go to plant. He took time to labor first. He took time to travail. All right? In prayer. It's like before we planted this church, we had some time of labor. It wasn't easy. And we're still laboring for some things. Glory to God. We're still laboring for some things. But you see, it's not something like you switch on and off. It doesn't really work like that if you have experienced labor in the spirit. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a spiritual experience. So the Holy Spirit, if you, if you will push and push and push, go, just keep Pressing further and further and further, you get to a point where the spirit of travail can come upon you. Especially if you do a lot of intercession. If you, do a lot, if you are the kind of person that just prays like you just wake up and you just, uh, Heavenly Father, just thank you, you know, for a beautiful day. This is the first day of spring. It's just amazing. Um, just want to say hi. And Jesus, you and I are good. Huh? If, 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 if that's how your prayer life is, you will never know this thing. You will never experience it. Honestly, it, doesn't, it, it won't just fall on you. You have to give yourself to it. You have to give yourself to prayer before you experience this dimension. Hallelujah. Why? I can speak authoritatively about it because I've experienced it multiple times. It's a move of the Spirit. It's a staring of the Spirit. And when it grabs you, you cannot let go. It's like a woman in travail, a woman in labor, she can't stop it. You know, she gets to a point that it's... It, it, don't, am I right? It, it, it just, she has to just continue until it's out. Yeah, it's the same thing spiritually. So when you get to that point, you can't stop. You just continue. It takes hold of you. It doesn't matter how long it takes. You continue until poof, this thing comes out of you. And that's how some miracles are born. Amen. That's how some breakthroughs are born. That's how some salvations happen. It's just that you don't know those who birth you into the kingdom. I'm telling you, everybody, there is prayer that went on for you. It's just that you don't know those people. Some you might know, but everybody in the kingdom is a product of prayer. It's a product of prayer. Somebody prayed somewhere. And that's why it's great to pray in the Holy Spirit. Because when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you are not praying what you know. And so, you, they, it's limitless. 
is limitless. So the Holy Spirit can use you to pray for people in Japan that you don't know. You can pray for people in Mexico that you don't know. You can pray for people in, in, in Mtata that you don't know. But the Holy Spirit is just using you to pray. But then you get to a point that there are certain things that just prayer is not enough. It takes labor. You see, it takes labor. So not everything is labor. Right? No, there are some people, I mean, there are some that have CS, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, my God. The things of the Spirit are so interesting. Why? Because they are multifaceted. Multidimensional. And you, can't, you, you cannot box God. You cannot just, you know, this is how God... You, no! If you do that, you are, prou you are proud. Because you are reducing Him to the level of your understanding. And He's bigger than your understanding. He's bigger than your understanding. So, that's why you need to keep giving yourself to God in prayer. Keep giving yourself. The more you give yourself to God in prayer, the more you will experience things. It becomes the norm. Because many of us don't even know what a, 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 a burden is. Yeah? A prayer burden. You, don't, you, you, just, you just pray, you know, it's just, it's just a casual thing. And all of that. Now, I'm not saying every prayer should be so intense and so. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. But there are times. That's, that's what it will take to bring that your family member out of hell into the kingdom. You, it's war when you're praying. It's war when you get to this, when you get to this kind of uh, travail. When you get to travailing in the spirit, it is war. So it's like, it's, like, it's like David going to get the, 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 the lamb from the, from the hands of, from the mouth of the lion. He, he, he can't do that just with ease. So, and many Christians, the, their prayer life is just, yeah, you know, if it's not fun, it's not God. You, you, who, where do you get that from? Yeah, somebody said that about prayer. I said, who? What scripture is that? Where is that from? Where is it in the Bible? Show me. If it's not fun, it's not God. I'm sure Jesus, it wasn't fun on the cross, right? Was it fun on the cross? Hey, guys, I'm just here to die for you. Oh, it's just hashtag some fun on the cross. No, it wasn't like that. Gethsemane wasn't fun. What Jesus did in Gethsemane was groan. That's travail. That's travail where sweat became like droplets of blood. <laughs> so that's to tell you the intensity. So now, if, if you never go far with God in prayer, and you are always at you know, the shallow end, these things will just sound like, oh, these guys are just too hectic for me. And truly, it's hectic for you. Because of where you are. And your hunger keeps you where you are. Yeah. God won't take you and throw you into the deep end. No, no, no. It's where your hunger, your hunger is what determines 
where you are in the spirit. Hallelujah. So you need to groan if you are going to be fruitful. Groaning for fruitfulness. You want fruit in your life. Look at the areas of your life that seem to be barren. You need to start groaning. But you can't just wake up and say, okay, it's groaning. Let's come for groaning service. No, we don't do that. It doesn't work like that. It's not a groaning service. Or else it will be the flesh. It will be the flesh. But we come for prayer. Let's say if we come for prayer and we're praying, then the Holy Spirit takes us into groaning. That's it. That's a different thing. Are you getting me? So, Paul said he travailed in birth for them again until Christ is fully formed. So, in other words, the first time he travailed was for them to get born again. Now that they are born again, he travailed again so that Christ will be fully formed in them. You see? And, and that's why some Christians don't... You, you are not sure, is this a Christian or is it, uh, you know, is this an actor or is this, is this for real? Is this for real or not? Why? Because it is, it, 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 if it's not born, it, it, there needs to be some kind of travail. There needs to be some kind of prayer for people to even stand in Christ. You know, I mean, I, I was raised by a praying mother. So, you know, I tell people, I said, even when I wanted to backslide, I couldn't. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I wanted to, but... <laughs> you know, because there's this mentality that, you know, every teenager must go through this. Every teenager must be like this and all of that. So, you know, peer pressure and all of that. But hey, the pressure of my mother's prayer was stronger than any peer pressure. Because sometimes, sometimes I walk into a room and I see her, she's just on her knees. And I'm like, what is this? I didn't understand what she was doing. It's all, what, what are you doing? But later on, as I grew, I began to study the Word of God, and I understood, oh, this is, this is travail. This is travail. So you go in the Spirit until you get to that point that you can't even talk. It's just your heart is... You see, let me tell you something about prayer. Prayer, like I said, there are levels. There are dimensions, okay? It's been a long time since I taught on prayer. <laughs> but let me say this. God doesn't only answer your words. He also answers your thoughts. That's a high level of prayer. But you have to, you have to progress to that point. Where is your thought speaking? Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or 
So there is that level. Are you getting my point? So imagine someone that is at uh, uncle deep level. He will never get to this place. And it will just sound like, oh, come on, guys, you guys are just being too, you're being, you're being super spiritual. You're just being too, no, it's not like that. It's just where you are. The fact that you have not experienced it does not mean it doesn't exist. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So there are, there, are, there are levels that will break that barrenness over your life. That will break that barrenness over, over your family. That there are levels we'll get to that will break the barrenness over us as a people. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's what I'm talking about. We groan for fruitfulness. I want to be fruitful. I don't know about you, but I want to be fruitful. Now, let's look at the scripture in uh, Colossians. Colossians is one of those uh, scriptures. Look at verse chapter, chapter 4 of Colossians, verse, verse 12. It says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a bond servant of Christ, greets you. Always what? How? In what? That what? Can you see? Can you see why some people don't stand? There's no labor for them in the spirit. There's no labor. So... Church has become so um, sophisticated now and so advanced now that we can achieve a lot without prayer. Isn't that amazing? We have advanced. We can get, <laughs> we, can, we can make many things to happen without prayer. There is technology. We can just use, you know, we, if you know all the marketing strategies, you can get so many likes. In fact, <laughs> you can even <laughs> you can even um, get some apps that will will get you some likes. <laughs> huh? Get you millions of likes in a moment. You just have so many followers all of a sudden. No effort. So it's possible we can introduce that kind of mindset to our walk with God. Where labor in the spirit, laboring in the spirit becomes old-fashioned. You know, I've, had, I've heard people that make fun of intercession. When you started, you used to pray. Now you are so blessed that prayer is, is, is a waste of time. May God have mercy. Huh? So you look at Epaphras who is not just one-time labor. 
always laboring. So in case you don't know, prayer is labor. There's a level of prayer you get to, into that it becomes the same as labor. Not every prayer is labor, but there is a dimension of prayer. There is a level of prayer that it becomes labor. So, the Bible says God is not unjust to forget your labor of love. So, God cannot see you in labor and not do something. He can't see you in labor and then forget. No. He says he's not unjust. It's only unjust people that do that. But God is not like that. If you labor in prayer, if we begin to labor as a ministry in prayer more, I believe that there are things we will see more. There are things we will experience. I tell people, sometimes I go around the country and I do teachings. I teach intercessors in our region because that's my portfolio. Right? But one of the things I tell them is that prayer is not just having needs met. That's one aspect of prayer. That's petition. Right? You know, God, you know, I need this, I need that. And, you know, there's, there's a place for that. But prayer is about birthing the purposes of God. It's about birthing the purposes of God. So when you say, oh, well, you know... <laughs> um, my prayer life, I don't know. It's because you don't, you're not, you don't want to see things in your life. If you think that it's an option, if you think that it's something I do when I want to, or, you know, I just don't want to, I, you know, I just don't feel like it. I, I think I'm just in that season where, you know, you know uh, prayer is not the thing. I'm sorry for you. Because one day when you stand before God, God is going to say, if you had labored, this is what you would have achieved. Huh? But oh no, you were busy having fun. Because labor is not fun. And you are addicted to fun. Because this generation is so addicted to entertainment. Huh? Amusement. You know what the word amuse means? means without thought. Your mind is not engaged. You just sit down there. Hmm? No pressure on your mind. Your mind is not stretched. Huh? It's, it's not stretched. It's not challenged. Now, I, there's, place, there's a place for that. And it's not a sin. But you can't live on that. You can't build your life on that. Except it's your profession. Like Trevor Noah. Yeah? But even him that comes to make people laugh, he has to apply his mind to come up with all of those intelligent jokes. That will make people laugh. So the more the people laugh, the more he laughs to the bank. Yeah. Hallelujah. 
So, don't be the kind of Christian that only lives by convenience. Then you won't be able to labor in the Spirit. You will be averse to things like that. And if you are averse to things like that, you can't grow. I, uh, I normally share this uh, testimony of this missionary um, when I'm doing my, uh, my training sessions for intercessors. This, this missionary couple, they were missionaries to Argentina. And uh, they had seven kids. So this woman was always looking after the kids, but the husband was traveling all over Argentina. Winning souls, getting people saved. And then he would come back, testify. Oh, wow, you know, we had so many people saved. And, you know, and, and, and the wife was like, I mean, of course, she, she didn't tell the husband, but she, she, she was jealous. Because, and she, said, she started complaining to God. She says, God, this is not fair. You know that. Because he is going and he's winning souls. He's adding stars to his crown. And I'm stuck here with these children. Seven of them. Yeah, and that's a full-time job on its own. If you have one. You know, I have a friend who's complaining of one. I say, my friend, just, just, just don't complain. You don't know. All right? Just be grateful. Don't complain. Huh? So she had seven. Each time he goes for outreach and comes back and shares the testimony, she's like, oh my God, when am I going to get free from these children so that I can go and win souls as well? And one day she had a dream. She had a dream she was taken to heaven. She was taken to heaven and Jesus met her in heaven. And Jesus began to take her around heaven's hall of fame. You think that it's only here that we have Hall of Fame. Heaven also has a Hall of Fame. And Jesus was, there were portraits on the wall. And Jesus was taking her around, showing her. He says, look at this. Is, this is, this is a, a chief from this place. Uh, an Indian chief. This is an Indian guru. This, and he will call the name. And, and uh, this is a chief from Africa. He'll call the name. And then this is this. And, and this is shit. It got to a point, she's like, Jesus, why are you showing me all these people? I don't know them. And then he turns to her and he says, they are here because of your prayers. So she didn't know. In the midst of the complaint, she'll be praying, and poof, a guru gets saved. She was not involved directly. But her prayer went all the way to India. Her prayer traveled to Africa. Come on. Her prayer was traveling all over the world. She's praying. Poof. Somebody's born into the kingdom. And she's praying, praying, praying. And the more she gives herself to prayer. After that, no more complaint. More praying. So the husband is going to win souls. She is going on her knees. Same thing. Hallelujah. 
So she's being fruitful in prayer. The husband is being fruitful in the field. So Jesus just wanted her to see that, look, it's not how you think. You are actually very effective in what you're doing. So it's time to groan for fruitfulness. Because when you groan, you give birth. Each time you get to that point, each time the Holy Spirit brings you to that place of groaning, you are going to give birth to something. As soon as Zion travails, she brings forth. Hallelujah. As soon as Zion travails, she brings forth. So there are many miracles that have been born as a result of your prayers. It's just that you don't know. That's why I'm saying in eternity you will be amazed at the kind of rewards you'll be getting, especially if you're giving yourself to prayer and to outreach and all of that. Whether, it is, whether you are praying, you are giving, or you are going, you get rewarded for it. Isn't that great? God is not unjust. He's not unjust. Epaphras, who is one of you? Hmm? A born servant of Christ greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand. Perfect. The word perfect there means mature. That you may stand mature. In other words, there are some people that will never mature in the faith if we don't labor in prayer. That's why some people remain babies for life. They can't handle the meat of the word of God. They cannot endure sound doctrine. Anything that is not what they like, they get offended. It's, it's, it's childishness. It's carnality. Hmm? It's not a sin to be a baby, but it's a sin to be a baby for too long. How many people know that? Huh? Imagine you have a child... This child, I mean, if the child is uh, six months and he's not walking, are you going to get angry? No, you're not going to get angry. But imagine a child of six years. Mommy, carry me. What, what are you going to do? Huh? Refuse to walk. And he just, carry me, carry me, carry me, carry me. You, you know, something is wrong. But that's how some people act in, 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 um, in the faith. And like that in the faith. And people like that, the Bible doesn't call them just babes. The Bible calls them carnal. 1 Corinthians 3. When you refuse to grow as a Christian, you are a carnal Christian. A fleshly Christian. A... a, a a Christian that lives according to the sinful nature. Hallelujah. So, it's important to groan. It's, it's important to pray. So, this aspect of groaning, will never, you will never experience it if you don't give yourself to prayer. It doesn't just fall on you. It's not like a com comedy where you just put a you put a video and then you just laugh. You can't put 
Even if you go and watch a, a woman in, who is giving birth, you, you won't labor. Because it doesn't come by viewing. Hallelujah. It doesn't come by viewing. You have to carry something. Hallelujah. You must carry something. So in other words, you must carry. There is a seed you have to carry. So you carry that to the place of prayer. And as you go there, you're praying. It's, it's, it's like what happened to Elisha. Um, Elijah, rather. You know, when the famine was about to end. In 1 Kings. Let me see. I can locate that. 1 Kings. Is it chapter 19? or When he sent his, his, uh, his servant to go... <clears throat> uh, to go and look. He went to pray and he asked the servant to look out. Uh, let's see. 18. Thank you. Yes. It says in 41, Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink. There is the sound of the abundance of rain. Okay? He's, he's telling the king. Remember, there's been farming for three years. Drought for three years, no rain, no dew. All right, for three years. Then he says to the king, Go and eat. Hurry up, hurry up. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And Ahab went up to eat and drink. Now, he gives the prophetic word. Now, I want you to see why some prophetic words are barren. Okay? He gives a prophetic word. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Then he doesn't go and chill after giving the prophetic word. What does he do? He goes up to the top of Camel, the mountain. He bowed down on the ground and he put his face between his knees. Look at the posture. This is what he did. He went and he put his face. That's how he did it. Huh? He put his face between his knees. And then after he said to his servant, Go up now. Look toward the sea. Huh? So many of you, you receive prophetic words. And just say, hey, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing. There's no travail. There's no spiritual labor. God, I receive the word. I receive the word. Well, if it's the will of God, it will happen. If it's truly from God, it will happen. It's because you don't understand spiritual things. All right? The servant, uh, so he says, he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. He comes back and said, nothing. Elijah goes back again. And the Bible doesn't tell us how long. But if we use the example of Jesus, uh, if we use the example of Jesus in Gethsemane, could you not tarry with me one hour? Huh? If we use that, for instance, that means Elijah, Elijah went there and he was there. One hour after one hour, go look. He goes, looks. 
There's nothing he comes back. He goes back again. Another hour. Go and look. He comes back. Nothing. He, another hour. Go and look. He comes back. Nothing. Another hour. Seven times. Hallelujah. How many people have that kind of stamina today? How many Christians can even endure five minutes? And then they get upset that things are not happening. Huh? It's like, oh well, God has disappointed me. God has failed me. Who failed who? Hallelujah. Seven times. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he now comes and says, There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. Hallelujah. You know, when you, when you travel, God cannot but answer. I'm telling you. Amen. Things will happen. Amen. Yeah. So if it will take seven hours of travail for the miracle to happen, and you do two hours and you're sweating, what's going to happen? Nothing. Who failed? That's right. Yeah, it's not God. It's not God. But you know, Christianity today, it's amazing. Everything has to be you know, entertaining. Let's, let's go do picnic. We can picnic for the whole day. Right? I, I mean, it's, it's great to picnic. I, I love it. But you can't do it all the time. You can't birth miracles in picnics. Do you understand? You cannot labor in picnics. Yeah. So there are things that God wants to birth in your life. But you won't give yourself to travel, to groan, to pray. And for Elijah, Elijah, this is somebody that God has already spoken to him. Because he says, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. That means he already picked it in the spirit. You have not even picked nothing. He has picked it in the spirit. And many of us, you pick things in the spirit, then you go and settle without any travail. Can you see where our problem is coming from? We have been programmed to only give ourselves to things that entertain and amuse. I wonder why we're not as fruitful as we should be. <laughs> May God help us. Amen. May God help us. Amen. So the servant comes and says, I see a cloud coming from the sea. It looks, it's so small, so insignificant. Like the size of a man's hand. Imagine the size of a man's hand on the, in the sky. That should tell you how small it is. Glory to God. So, he says, 
He says, so he said to him, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. <laughs> go, go, tell Ahab, this man, he's hanging around to, you know, tell him to hurry up. And because the chariot has no canopy, the rain will stop you. It's not like today, your chariots have, you know, roofs. Even in the midst of the storm, you can drive. No, no. And for Ahab, it wasn't like that. Even if he has an umbrella, the kind of rain that is coming. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. And that's exactly what happened. So, what am I talking about? Travailing or groaning for fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Travailing. That's why I said to you, groaning, travailing will break barrenness. It will break barrenness. There's any area of your life that is barren, you can break it by the power of travail. Mighty God. When you travail, the heavens open. In this case, the heavens open. You know that for some people, the heaven, for the heaven to open is for you to receive some instructions. You know, it's like in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, where it says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. And, you know, it says, I will open the windows of heaven. How do you think God does it? He you open heaven? How does that connect with you? No, no, no. Open heavens has to do with open understanding. It can, it can, it can, it, it can, it, it might also, it can also bring wisdom. It can bring creativity. It can open your creative juices. Hallelujah. So there are, there's, there's so much involved when the Bible talks about open heavens. So in this case, it was rain coming. May the heavens open over your life. In the name of Jesus. May the heavens open over your business. In the name of Jesus. May the heavens open over your family. In the name of Jesus. May the heavens open over your career. In the name of Jesus. May the heavens open over your studies. In the name of Jesus. May the heavens open. Hallelujah. Because rain, rain can speak of many things. One of the things it speaks about is the Holy Spirit. Rain is, is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. So if the heavens open over you, the Holy Spirit coming upon you, things will change. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we want to groan and we want to travail until we give birth. You don't travel for five minutes and say, oh, well, no, travel now. Anyway, if it's real travel, you won't stop. If it's something that you cooked up, you'll get tired. But when it grips you, you can't stop. You can't stop. I've shared different testimonies of how travel gripped me one time. It gripped me and I couldn't stop for three hours. So you can imagine, by the time I finished, my body was finished. But guess what? By the next day, my mother's life was saved. 
because robbers came to attack her. They stabbed her on the head and on the hand. But the Lord said, if you had not obeyed me, she would have gone. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. So anytime you are in prayer and a burden comes upon you, just give yourself to it. Because it, does, it won't force you. You are the one that have to give yourself to it. Are you following me? Amen. Yeah. If you give yourself to it, then the Holy Spirit will move. It's like yielding. It's called yielding to the Spirit. You just flow in it. Just continue. Forget about your program. Just go on and on until you have a sense of breakthrough. And when you have a sense of breakthrough, that means you have given birth to something in the Spirit. And it's a matter of time. You might see the manifestation, but you might not see it, but it is real. Hallelujah. I think I've said enough. Let us pray. Stand up on our feet. Come on. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God, we yield ourselves to your Spirit. We yield ourselves to your Spirit. Holy Spirit. Do you know that the more you give yourself to prayer, and the more you give yourself to the move of the Spirit, even in the place of prayer, the more He will give you these experiences. But you have to get to that point. Where you are yielded. When you are in that place, you don't remember your time, your, your watch. You, when you are in that place, you forget about your program. And it's now God's program. It's now God's schedule. I believe that this was what Isaac did for his, um, for his wife, Rebecca to conceive. She was barren. But the Bible says that Isaac prayed for his wife and the Lord opened her womb. Come on. When you travail, your, own, your spiritual womb opens. Now, if your spiritual womb has opened, what is going to stop the physical womb from opening? Hallelujah. You know that we can travail and give birth to many souls in this city. Amen. If we give ourselves to it, if every one of us, if we say, Lord, just feel free to use any of us at any time. You want to, you, 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 you want to give birth to anything. Just lay your hand on me and I will give myself. I will give myself over to you. And if you study the history of revivals, most revivals came out of travail. In fact, all the revivals that I've read about, they came out of travail. They came out of this kind of prayer I'm telling you about. That's how they came about. It wasn't just because people were, you know, come on, this is a great thing. God is going to do a great thing. Come on, hallelujah. Let's say God is going to move. 
You can't confess revival into manifestation. You birth it. You birth it. There are certain miracles that need to be birthed in the spirit. Just lift up your hand and say, Lord, I surrender. Use me. Use me. Lay your hand on me. Lay your hand on me. I want to know you more and more. Lay your hand on me. This is my plea. Come on. Lay your hand on me. I want to know you more and more. Lay your hands on me. This is my plea. Is that your prayer? Lay your hands on me. Oh, yes, Lord. I want to know you dimension this is my oh my lord lay your hands on me i want to know you more and more won't you lay your hands on me this is my plea say this after me heavenly father heavenly father i surrender to you i surrender to you holy spirit Spirit. You are the one you are the one that was sent to help my infirmities. You were sent to help my infirmities. You were sent to help my weaknesses. You were sent to help my weaknesses. I yield myself to you. I yield myself to you. Lay your hands on me. Lay your hands on me. I want to know you. I want to know you. Even in this dimension. Even in this dimension. I want to know. I want to know what it feels like. What it feels like to travail. To travail in the spirit. In the spirit. I want to know. I want to know what it feels like to give birth. To give birth in the spirit. In the spirit. Lay your hands on me. Lay your hands on me. Make me fruitful. Make me fruitful. Make me exceedingly fruitful. Make me exceedingly fruitful. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I pray for your people. Let your hand be strong upon us. That we will give birth to your purposes. That we will give birth. That we will give birth, oh God, 
to souls that we will give birth to true disciples that we will give birth mighty God to the miraculous that we will give birth to the move of the spirit that we will give birth to many churches that we will give birth to many businesses that we will give birth oh my God to many miracles Lord my God use our lives every single one here I bring before you everyone under the sound of my voice Lord I ask oh God that you will lay your hand upon them mighty God do a deep work break every resistance break every resistance mighty God let the flesh not control let the flesh not be in control let the Holy Spirit be in control mighty God I know that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet but Lord give us the give us give us the ability to yield to the Holy Spirit to flow in the spirit to flow with this manifestation of the spirit mighty God that there will be you will raise spiritual giants in this house you will raise spiritual giants in this house Lord you you said to me that you are going to raise people you are going to raise transformers that will transform that will transform this world that will transform cities nations and communities mighty God let it start let it start from the place of prayer let it start from the place of travail. Let it start from the place, oh Father God, of intimacy with you. Mighty God. We don't want to achieve things without you. Mighty God. Lord, let it flow. Let it flow. Take hold of your people. Take hold of your people. Take hold of your people, oh God. And begin to move. Let there be a stirring in this house. Let there be a stirring in this house. Lord, from the place of travail, let songs be born. From the place of travail, oh God, let messages be born. From the place of travail, Lord, let books be born. Oh, from the place of travail, oh my God, let businesses be born. From the place of travail, oh God, let industries be born. From the place of travail, let schools be born. From the place of travail, oh God. From the place of travail, mighty God, mighty God, that you will exceed our imagination. Oh, my Lord and my God, I pray, oh Father, I pray, oh God, that your hand will continue to increase upon your people. It will get stronger and stronger. Let these people do exploits. Oh my God, let them do exploits in the spirit, oh God, in the place of prayer, in the place of travail, in the place of Father God, of spiritual labor, in the name of Jesus. Mighty God, mighty God. Oh yes, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your hand upon us. We thank you, Lord.
We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name. We bless your name. Thank you, Lord. I give you glory. I give you praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You know, if you're going to travail, you are yielding to the Spirit. You are not determining how things go. Some labors can be short. Some can be long. It depends. You just yield yourself to the Spirit. You yield yourself to the Spirit. Continue to press in to the things of God. Continue to press in. Continue to press in. And you will get to a point where this thing becomes a common occurrence in your life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let the barriers be removed. In the name of Jesus. Let the barrier of our minds, let the barrier of the flesh, let the barrier, oh Father God, of our preferences be removed right now. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you praise. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord praise. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.